on this episode of Why Watch That. I'm a huge fan, fan of the 90s cartoon. Yeah. And but do um, you remember X-Men Babies? Does anyone remember X-Men yes, Babies? <laughs> With Mini Wolverine and Storm. <laughs> you know, I say this to people, they go, I don't remember X-Men Babies. Yes, 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 that was, yeah, I remember that. I'm with you. The on-again, off-again love affair. If you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. I love you, but I don't. I hate you, but I don't. Uh, that has some sort of resolution, I guess, as well. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. The Why Watch That Talk. Ah, the summer. It's getting warm. Right now, everybody, we're in Memorial Day weekend. Yay! I went on a walk, and I smelled the trees and the grass. Oh, and the New York trash on the (laughs) sun. Yes, and as I was sniffing that trash, I thought about summer blockbusters. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I know. I've been so excited. I haven't seen it yet. But you have, Rep. You have seen it. I did. I did. X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, that, yes, I did see that. I did. So this is just getting us going, everybody. We're thinking about how today's Hollywood, how today's Hollywood deals with the summer blockbuster, some wonderful things, and some things we'd like them to consider instead. Please, 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 set me up, set me up. What's going on? We got to start with X-Men Apocalypse. We know that the critics haven't been too kind to it. No. Um, We both enjoyed Days of Future Past. Which is from the same team. So uh, my good. boy, Oscar Isaac, plays Apocalypse. My boy is in it. We know the great Michael Fassbender is in it. We know James McAvoy is in it. We know that Jennifer Lawrence is back and so on. So tell me this. Is this a great way to beat the heat? Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I want to pre... I, if you've ever listened to our past podcasts in version one or version two... You know that both the critic and I are huge X-Men fans outside of the movies. Yes. Um, So I did not own um, any comic book storylines except for the X-Men. I literally own X-Men comic books. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan fan of the 90s cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And but do um, you remember X Men Babies? Does anyone remember X Men yes, Babies? I do. <laughs> With Mini Wolverine and Storm. <laughs> you know, I say this to people, they go, "I don't remember X Men Babies." Yes, 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 that was yeah. I remember that. I'm with you. <laughs> so when we when it comes to X Men, there is a very tender, soft spot. I went into this extremely excited. Why? Because... I I hear it coming. I hear it coming. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. I went in very excited because this is the culmination of the prequels, if you will, of X-Men. It um, starts off with First Class, goes to Days of Future Past, and then finally Apocalypse. It is rumored. It is rumored that the... um, 
McAvoy, Fassbender, Lawrence, and whoever plays the Beast um, have mm-hmm. a pact with That's, one another. Uh, Nicholas Holt. Nick Nicholas Holt from About a Boy. Yes. Um, they have a pact together, and they are not returning unless everyone returns. Um. And so it could very well be the last of the prequels. Um, but of course, I will tell you, mm. it isn't. Oh. Because, I'll just say this. At the end, there's a little nugget. Ah. Yes, they're doing what Marvel does, and I guess Marvel did produce it, but at yes. the very end, so if you go and see it, wait till the very end, you'll see, We everybody knows there's another Wolf, Wolverine movie coming up. It's all throughout the um, Twitter and and everything yeah, and, and they need to rectify that so i'm glad it's coming yeah. yeah so so there's definitely there's a possible wolverine get this i need you to be with me all right okay there's a possible wolverine prequel on this storyline does that uh, make sense yeah so not hugh jackman no hugh jackman Oh, think about days of future past yes wiped away a lot of trash basically. right this storyline or this timeline may continue. So oh, just that's a nugget for you. Um, oh, I'm, I like I, that. Yeah, I'm not confirming. I'm not denying. It just <laughs> I plead the fifth. So back to this. Let's get to it. Yeah. Asia future. Or excuse me. Apocalypse. Uh oh. Freudian it, slip. <laughs> I know. I, I wish. Yeah. Um, it basically starts with the fact that there's this ancient mutant. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. He's Inside one of the door. first. Yes. He's one of the first. And he is hallowed as a god. Mm-hmm. And there were some people who believed he was a false god. So they had to take care of the situation. We realized in the movie that he isn't um, eternal. He isn't um, immortal. Mm. He has to jump from body to body. So that becomes a problem and an advantage. Got um, it. So we, we're set with that. As he's buried away because he was betrayed, he always has these four horsemen. They weren't able to, 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 to help him out. We find out, and I'm not giving anything away here, that Fossbender, Magneto, is rogue. Uh, no, not, not not the X-Men rogue, but he's out and about. Yeah, lowercase r. <laughs> lowercase r. He's out and about. He's MIA. Because he's blamed for almost assassinating the president of the United States from days yeah. past, everybody's looking for him, including Mystique or Raven. Hmm. Now it happens that Apocalypse is awakened by someone who you will know who they are, especially from uh, X Men First Class. Oh, awakened and boy the. The, the ball gets rolling. He needs yeah. to grab the four horsemen. And we've you, seen this before. They wake up some ancient guy. Yeah, yeah. They wake him up. Uh, you know the four horsemen from the trailer. I'm not giving it away. Yeah. Storm, who we see a very different Storm than the comic books. This is not... And I was mad! Oh. Whatever. She's different. Uh, of course, Fassbender Magneto is one of the, the horsemen. Uh, along with um, Angel... And he, who has a different sort of uh, power than usual, and Cyclops. Cyclops. Psylocke. Psylocke. Mm-hmm. Who's played by Olivia Munn. Right. This guy gives them even more power. Ah. Uh. Great. 
everybody's on alert at this point because Xavier back home is training, not training, he's schooling children, and Mystique thinks he needs to be training them because mm. something's coming. Right. When something comes, everybody's in an uproar. It takes mm. all the X-Men to figure this thing out, and not everybody's on the same page. Ah. I'm going to stop the plot line there because I'm going to start giving away stuff, and I don't want to spoil it. Uh-oh. Something's coming, don't know when, but it's soon. Uh-huh. Yes, all of that. Now, with the plot, was it fully realized? Did I fully buy it? Did it fully make sense? Could this guy destroy the Earth? Is the Earth really in the hands of Apocalypse? Oh, no. I that the earth is in danger. So this is why we decided to do this podcast. Yeah. We're going to go into a conversation about Omega level. Mm-hmm. Uh, superheroes, mutants, whatever you want to call them. Versus regular superheroes and whether we buy their powers or not. But before we do, I want to go over the performances. Number one. Okay. Isaac, your boy. Oscar Isaac, bring it. Oscar Isaac did a fine job. I mean, if you're going to have a scary apocalypse, hire Oscar Isaac. He, <laughs> they did toyed with his voice a little bit. He's not a nice guy. The fault, though, is that this guy, this power, can destroy everything. Yeah. So they give him little rinky-dink moments at some point. Ugh. Sydney's, you know, being destroyed, and then he can't destroy this person. So, yeah, okay, do I buy that? No. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, um, how do I nicely say this? Uh, I-, I am going to nicely say it because she's mm-hmm. a colleague. Um, you, uh, you got your check. You just cashed it. <laughs> and y- y- I don't know if you wanted to be there or not, but okay, whatever. Moving on from that. Yeah. And you know what? She's done so many blockbusters. It's like, she needs a break. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I get it. She's writing right now. She's doing other things. Yeah. Fine. James McAvoy does his thing with Xavier. I believe him more and more. Just stop crying. Stop. He's on the verge of tears every time. I don't know why, but he's, he's a very emotional person. Because he feels the, the pain of the world. You know what? You're absolutely right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and they, make, they give him a very interesting, pivotal, mm. pivotal use for the apocalypse. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. Oh, okay. And you you find out why Xavier has no hair. Ah! (laughs) Now we get... Oh, and there's a cameo. It's been leaked already, but I won't say who it is. It's a cameo that you all expect. You find out... You know, we had the origin of that cameo already, and you find out a little bit more, and you find out why Gene and the cameo... Are connected. Yeah, I'll just say that. Um, you get a great backstory of Cyclops and the actor who played him was great. Havoc, all of that. Mm. I have to go to this guy. Yeah, I'm waiting. Magneto. Ah, Michael Fassbender. Wait, hold on. Olivia Nunn, Munn. They didn't give you enough to do. All right, Michael Fassbender. Okay. If there ever was a moment in a superhero movie that deserves an Oscar peak? What? It is this one! What? <laughs> this one! No! 
the writers gave him something, and will you give Michael Fassbender something? Yeah. Just move. Get out of the way, cameramen and all, catering, everybody. Just stand off to the back and watch. Oh. You find out in this particular movie Magneto's depth of rage, mm. why he is rageful, and what gives him more rage. Wow. But, okay. You know, yeah. I, no, wait a minute. So are you saying that we need to see this in a movie theater? Because it sounded like it, there's some reasons to see it. I'm thinking no. <laughs> <laughs> but Fassbender's acting alone is worth it in those couple of scenes. I mean, boy, gravitas. And, and you know what? This is the thing with these summer blockbusters. When they do that, when they get a great actor and give him or her something to do. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you talked about Captain America Civil War. Where you talked about specifically what they did for Black Panther, setting him up, him up. Respect him. Respect the audience. You know, we talked about Days of Future Past. Great. Yeah. We talked about Captain America, the Winter Soldier, when we first saw Bucky. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Uh, Batman vs Superman. Oh. I see you. That's all I'm gonna say. But you know what? We have to do this. We have to. Yeah. In dealing with Omega level superheroes, super yeah. villains, heroes, whatever they are. Yeah. And we, can you explain Omega level? We know. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Omega level means they they have limitless powers. You, you really don't know what the cap is. For instance, the Hulk. They really don't know how strong he can get. I mean, the man or the thing, whatever, goes to Asgard. <laughs> okay, so look. So that's the thing. So you were saying, we were talking about this before we started recording, that as an audience, we know that these people are so powerful that why do they have these rinky-dink obstacles? Yes. You gotta build something in, like Superman. Superman has a love for humanity. That's a weakness. He has kryptonite. That's a weakness. So you have to build those things in so we can go for the ride with you. That's what we want to do. Seriously, when you have Thor, who is who is who is known as a god in some worlds, when you have, um, like you said, the Hulk, when you have, uh, when you have someone like um, uh, uh, Jean Grey, yeah, who turns into Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix. and you see that hints of that in this movie, the power that that girl has when she's sitting around for a good 90 minutes oh oh I uh, come on <laughs> she could have taken care of the problem like 10 hours ago like we had to go through all of this and you know I don't mean to to, to knock that uh, Brian Singer team you did a you did a fine job it's a it's a fine summer movie if you want to do yeah. a summer thing but my thing is this Hollywood when you got a machine like super the superhero genre yeah. and you've got different superheroes with these unlimited untapped powers I'm gonna need a little more convincing when you stick four Fight next to to uh, to to uh, the Black Widow. Yeah, I'm gonna need some convincing when you know someone like Raven, who obviously can shape shift, do all those things, is fighting next to uh, Cyclops, who has like psychic yeah. powers, transporting powers. I mean, you know, I just I, and especially with Apocalypse, this guy is supposed to be really dangerous. He is. He kills some people, which, by the way, there was a lot of killing. Oh, 
which mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised. He kills some people. He disintegrates people. Like just look, he just rolls his eye back, and and all of a sudden you're dust. Mm-hmm. And you have him having a hard time with like beast. Are you serious? Get <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Overall, Hollywood. Thank you, but we're just going to have to require a little more from you. Did you know? Part one. Critique. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not here. Sorry. You have to record alone. <laughs> Listen, I have a did you know for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is a little unexpected, but Justin Bieber. Mm. Justin Bieber, because I know you're a be- believer. A believer. Believer, right? <laughs> a believer. It has a movie loosely based off of him. Do you what? know which one it is? What? <laughs> I know. It's, it's loosely based off of his. Wait a minute. We're going pa- to pause and I'm going to look it up on the internet. No, don't look! This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. All right, look, we're back, and I've looked it up on the internet. <laughs> on the World Wide Web. Yeah, no, I, I, I still don't know. Tell us what? What do you mean? Is this an old movie? What? What? No, actually, it's a movie coming out this week called Pop Star. Oh, never stop! Stop! Never stopping. <laughs> this, that's that Andy Samberg movie. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Everybody, Andy Samberg is from SNL, and he's got the whole SNL. Yeah. Crew basically, uh, Akiva uh. Schaefer directed it along with uh, Jorma Tacconi. They're, they're, you know, and they wrote it with Adam uh, Andy Samberg. It is yeah. going to be a funky mess in a good way. <laughs> it's about this pop star who is loosely basing, who's loosely based on Justin Beavers. Uh, oh. What was it? Never say never. Yeah, yeah, that documentary he did. Oh, the documentary. God. So it's about the in and outs of this uh, pop star life. I, I think I'm going to watch it. I'm definitely going to see it. Yeah, I, you're going to see that. And Andy Sandberg, man, uh, <laughs> he's also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So look, we know what we're going to get from that. Um, I hope it's just a lot of fun. Oh, it will be. I'll tell you all about it. Back to why watch that. I want everybody to get down, 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 down on their knees. Oh, yes. <laughs> and thank the Lord that TV finales are finally over. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. This is the third and final round for a oh, while. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I, I'm getting to the point where I don't even want to. I walk past my TV. I just walk right on past it. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of the last round. Uh, or the last round, not some of it, but the last round of TV finales, at least for our show. Mm-hmm. And um, a cup, one of one or two of them, one or two, have ended, um, yeah. and then others are just taking a break for the season, and they'll be back. So let's get started. This is no 
it, you know, it, boys to men, cue the singing. It's so hard to oh, say. Oh, Yep. To yesterday. What were you Oh, I was about to say the end of the road, because that's where I'm yes, from. That's right. Nashville on ABC. Ta-ta. Not even for now, but just literally ta-ta. We, um, we enjoyed the last four years, but yeah. it's gone. It's done. That's it. <sighs> And, you know, really, this season for me has been a bit disappointing. We were huge fans of this show. Oh, huge, huge. Um, I, I, I have personal connections with it, yes. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, Connie Britton, Hayden Panettiere, the rest of the cast, I think they really uh, uh, did a really good job. Uh, the writing this season for me let them down. It just seems like they ran out of ideas. But how do we end it? That's where I'm going. All right. So we have some bright spots. Ooh, I like bright spots. Okay, because we know somebody was estranged from some family. Okay, I, if you, I'm not going to give it away. So if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about. Someone was estranged. Someone wanted to go away and not listen to his or her parents. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. do your own thing and then learn the truth. A harsh truth. Yeah. And everything's reconciled in the end. So that was a nice note to, to end on. The children come back. That's right. Now, the on-again, off-again love affair. I'm not saying who, but if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. I love you, but I don't. I hate you, but I don't. Uh, that has some sort of resolution, I guess, as well. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are they riding off into the sunset, like on Can't Buy Me Love at the end? You can find out. Also, now here's the thing that's going to get some fans going. Oh, hey, ho, ho. Miss Juliet. Yeah, it's really about her and Raina. Isn't it? And this ends on a cliffhanger. We don't know the state that she's in. Now, is that physical? Is that mental? Is that emotional? You'll have to watch to find out. But you don't know. And neither does her hubby. X? Uh, question mark. That's exactly what's mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah, hey. So, so they're trying to, as you know, Ref, they're trying to find another home for this show. We mentioned before that they have two great showrunners waiting. Uh, for me, I hope that they get this other season. I think that they can end it on a different note. They can actually fulfill what they started. Because I just from watching it, you can tell they didn't expect this to end here well it was a good ride literally a good country prance on a horse okay moving on like that commercial when she goes uh, jeffrey <laughs> when he rides off and hits the side at the end love it okay you know what there's another show um that is ended mm-hmm. but it was supposed to um the night manager yeah uh that was on what uh network that was amc amc that's right and this is uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yes. And his butt, apparently. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> Twitter was going on and on about his uh, moon, shall we say, in this. Yeah, or lack thereof, because they wanted to see it a bunch of perverts. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, yeah, this, I, t- I said before, it's really like a whole James Bond thing. And supposedly Tom Hiddleston is in tops to be the next James Bond. <laughs> Which, okay, so is, uh, they're, they're, they're rooting for the X-Files girl, too. What's yes, that? yes, Jillian Anderson. Yes, my vote is for Idris. Ah, yeah. I think all of them would make uh, great 
James Bond or whatever we would call the female, Jamie Bond. Jamie Bond. So here, it's to me, here's the thing. It's a little too drawn out. It's a six-part miniseries. For me, it was a little too drawn out to get to the payoff at the end. It wasn't really enough. But you do get Hiddleston. If you like him, great. He's going to give you what you expect. Not from Loki, though. Okay, he is Loki, but there's no Loki here. There's no Lokes. There's no Loki. You get no Hilary playing a villain. That's nice. You get, uh, oh boy, we mentioned before, uh, Mr. Uh, Collins <laughs> as well, playing a, a little villain guy. So there's some bright spots. I thought it was all right. Um, there you go. There's nothing else to say. All right, moving on. Fear the Walking Dead on AMC has concluded its... We're actually, we're at mid-season finale. Yes, ma'am. We'll be back for another uh, round of episodes, but, but they're done for a spell. Yeah, they're done until August um, when they complete the... F- for, you know, complete the season, the second season, moving into The Walking Dead itself. Um... I mentioned before that they have a nice balance of characters. Some annoy, some do not. For me, I'm speaking for me. However, in this mid-season finale, everybody was annoying me. Oh, boy. Here we go. uh, We got people talking about the the zombies, ref. The zombies are the the evolution of humanity, and we need to embrace them. And I was just like, no. Okay, no. So they got out of there, and I'm happy. I will will join them (laughs) when they come back in August, and hopefully we're done with that storyline. But somebody, some character that I actually liked needs to get himself together. Uh You, sir... Yes, if you're covered in zombie blood, they will not come after you. They think you're a zombie. And by the way, we know this. We watch The Walking Dead. See, that's the problem. You, when you're dealing with the audience, you have to also know what, yes, you yeah. have to know what they know. So that's not going to work on us. That Your idea of that is not compelling. But anyway, you know, I, from, I'm not a hater of the show like some. So I will be back. All right. Well, will you be back to see Blind Spot on NBC? It's concluded its season. You know, this, I'm talking about dragging it on and on and on. Oh, I, mean, I hate dragging. One major character, I guess, he or she is dead. We don't know. But here's the thing, and I'll just wrap it up quickly. Somebody finds herself Ooh. as the prey instead of the predator. Somebody gets caught at the end and is going to be taken in, arrested. Now, is that really going to happen? We'll have to find out in the next season. Ooh, what about Hulu's The Path? Aaron Paul! Yeah. Now on Hulu, he's not on AMC anymore. Is it working? Is it not? Do we want to come back? I tweeted this. Almost every character is in a different state, either physically, mentally, emotionally, at the end. And I like that. Uh, this had its flaws, but there's enough ideas for me to keep watching in the second season. So I look forward to it. I enjoy what Hugh Dancy's doing in it. I enjoy what Michelle Monaghan's doing. And Aaron Paul, you know, he's fine by me. But that one scene with old boy in the car, when he was all voice, oh, my goodness. He Look, he was like, he was supposed to be so upset. And then he, he said, get out, get out, get out of the car. No, get out of the car. No, come on. No. No, but he discovers at the end of the season that somebody woke up. Oh, no, we are definitely, definitely going to check it out next season. Thanks, critic. <laughs> 
And now, the pick of the week. Ah, Critic is coming at you with a pick of the week, as usual lately. <laughs> and um, he's going to talk a little bit about Cinemax's new <laughs> uh, TV show called Outcast, which is already renewed for its second season. Mm. This should sound familiar. It's created by Robert Kirkman, who is the creator of the comic book The Walking Dead, co-creator Fear the Walking Dead, and the creator of this show. That's right. Starring Patrick Fugit, take away. Yeah, so this is already, the first episode has been available online for free. So everybody, if you can check it out, do it. it they will premiere this Friday, June 3rd on Cinemax. Uh-huh. Now this is, you have The Walking Dead, right? Instead of zombies, you have demon possession. Oh, you can guarantee that I will not be watching it. <laughs> keep going, keep going. So look, the I'm telling you, this pilot episode sets up the atmosphere, it sets up the characters, and it sets up the motivation for Patrick Fugit's lead character, who is a guy ha- who has been followed by mm. demon possession. Oh, he hasn't no. been uh-huh. possessed as long as we know, but people around him have been. So the question is, what is it about him? Philip Glenister, who was uh, recently in Prey, a British show that I talked about, British actor, okay, <laughs> he plays the reverend who does the exorcisms. Now, he is not your mama's reverend. Okay, yeah. so he, he is not. I him over for Sunday dinner. <laughs> yeah, because your boy, Reggie Cathy, is good friends with him in the show. And they st- the way they start off introducing him was so unexpected. I just think this is a solid show. I was drawn in. I'm interested in the world. And I think they did a great job of setting things up. So if you can stomach it, everybody, don't sleep on Outcast. Well, I'll just let you take care of that. <laughs> Dynamic Network offers podcasts that have something for everyone. Our conversations feature experts who not only inform, but also engage. Interested in sports or entertainment? We got you covered. What about business, current news, pop culture, and politics? No problem. We take care of it all. Check out Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com, where every day brings a new perspective. Again, that's Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com. Also available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.